0: Catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Friday morning, January 21st. I'm Julia Cooper and this is The Point from WUFT News. As the nation grapples with how to best address health care costs, one study from the Commonwealth Fund Found that employees in Florida paid among the highest rates in healthcare costs in 2020. The average amount that Floridians paid for premiums and deductibles that year was over $9,200 or about 16% of the state's median income. This is up from 10 years ago when they paid just over $5,200 or 11% of the median income. The study evaluated employee health insurance costs and found that while the cost of insurance in Florida is comparable to the rest of the country, Floridians are paying more because employers cover less than other parts of the U.S. I spoke with WUSF's Katrine Bruner about how this affects the state.
1: So the story was looking at the study from the Commonwealth Fund, um, which is based in New York, and um, just about, they were looking at comparing the premiums and deductibles. Premiums is basically just the insurance that you get, and deductibles is what you pay upfront before you get insurance. And they were comparing them specifically to median income in each state and how that affects um, mostly middle-aged workers yeah so that's what it was about and yeah they just found like that the comparison was pretty significant within the last decade so from 2010 to 2020 which is not a very long time so what are some statistics
0: from the study that you thought were noteworthy
1: so florida was the highest when looking at the sorry the premium contributions for family coverage so workers and family plans, they said shared, um, paid a larger share of their premium, but it was significant in Florida because the number was $7,674 in contributions for family coverage. And that was way over the U.S. average, which was not way over, but the average was about $6,000 so, yeah, it's just, I mean, this is where we are right now. And if you think about how much money Florida gets with tourism and whatnot, but then the median income we know is pretty low here. And so since these people are paying, you know, families are paying so much for insurance, that's, you know, like they're not going to have enough money to pay for other things like education and food and you know, they might live in a worse area. So that was really surprising for me. Um, I'm not from fl- from Florida, so I don't know s- so much about it. Um, so it was even more surprising for me, but I think for even people living in Florida would be like, what? That's
0: crazy. What would you say is the biggest takeaway for Floridians?
1: That, I mean, yeah, this impacts families. It also impacts individuals. I mean, if you're like I said, if you're paying more for insurance, that's getting, you know, it's eating up more out of your house income. And so it's just an issue because health insurance, you know, it has been an issue and it, it keeps on coming up that it's just, the prices are so high and it's not affordable enough for people, especially um, when they don't have enough money. And so I think that's the biggest takeaway is like we really need to, you know, like the president said, he said, we need to get to the root of this problem, which is why is healthcare so expensive? And since Florida's numbers were so high um, on how much they have to pay for insurance, I mean, it was number one for family, but it was number three for um, individuals. We really have to think about that because that's us. That's our state.
0: Is there anything that didn't quite make it into the story, but you thought was important?
1: So, yeah, the study was looking at like middle class income, but people who are even lower than that, um, you know, that's a big issue as well. And so if people's incomes are even lower than the average for middle class, then that's an even bigger bite out of their, you know, what they're paying for their housing so yeah, we talked a lot about that, but I think it was the focus for the study was more on the numbers and, you know, how high we were and stuff, but not so much focused on how it's affecting the community because, you know, it was more like this is the survey and, you know, this is the study, but you could look at it if it was a different story, maybe looking at a different perspective, it might, I think, you know, we could look at broad sense of like, how is this affecting families? How is this affecting the community and different shops and I don't know, stuff like that.
0: That was WUSF's Katrine Bruner on employee health insurance costs in Florida. Now let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. Republicans in Florida, Georgia, and Arizona are proposing to establish special police forces to look into cases of voter fraud and other election crimes. According to the New York Times, some voting rights advocates condemn this step as costly and unnecessary, while supporters believe added enforcement will root out fraud and reinforce trust in American democracy. The most concrete of proposals comes out of Florida's legislature, which asked for $5.7 million to create a 52-person, quote, election crimes and security force under the Secretary of State's office. The plan, which has been in the works since the fall, would include assigning 20 sworn police officers to the force and having statewide field offices. The Florida Senate passed its draft congressional map on Thursday, leading to a clash with Governor Ron DeSantis. According to Politico, while the Senate is largely unified across party lines over approving the new map, DeSantis surprised many by proposing his own more aggressively pro-Republican congressional maps. Florida gained one congressional seat in 2022 because of population growth, which brought the count to 28 total seats. In the Senate plan, 16 of those seats lean right as former President Trump would have won them in 2020, while DeSantis' plan proposes a map with 18 GOP seats. In Gainesville, speed limits across many city roads and neighborhood streets could reduce to no more than 30 miles per hour, under a proposal that was endorsed by the city commission Thursday. According to the Gainesville Sun, while most city roads have speed limits of 35 miles per hour or less, the commission is asking city officials to follow its lead, as county roads can have speeds much higher than 35 miles per hour. The proposal, which was a response to recent pedestrian deaths, consists of a nine-part motion to improve pedestrian and cycling safety called Vision Zero. Gainesville City Transportation Director Melissa McCready says that more than $3 million have been allotted to implementing Vision Zero projects in 2022. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Julia Cooper, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Friday.